So, good evening, everyone. It's good to be back after being away for a week. I want to talk a little bit tonight about um, what are known as in Buddhism as the four immeasurables or um, the uh, Brahma Viharas, which are the cultivation of um, kindness and joy and compassion and equanimity. But there's a little bit of a backstory as to why I chose this topic. And I just want to relate that to you first. Um, the other night, Dana and I saw a documentary, which is about the scientific um, study of dogs and their relationships with um, human beings. And to, to just summarise briefly what it was about, trying to work out whether dogs just hang around human beings because we feed them or whether they love us. And the, um, the MRI studies and everything seem to indicate that they actually love us and, um, and that they, um, they produce oxytocin, um, which you know in, is known in lay terms as the love hormone, or it's a transmitter in our brain, which is associated with loving, warm kind of feelings. And I also discovered they used an example of a a woman in America um, and uh, she had some kind of um, genetic disorder but was also what was very um, outstanding about her and unusual about her is that she was an extremely loving person she was just had this sense of unconditional love towards everyone that she met um, she wasn't um, it wasn't Down syndrome but we also know from um, Down syndrome people um, that they have some genetic disorder, but they're, they're very frequently very warm, loving um, people. So the point here was that um, there can be some genetic predisposition um, underlying why we may be very loving or very calm or very joyful. I don't want to reduce everything to um, neurochemicals in our brain and that, that view is challenged quite a lot these days particularly by Buddhist scientists, practitioners but it's part of the mix there and the point I want to make about it is that um, we were all born with temperaments and some people may be born with a temperament where they're, they're naturally very warm and loving they don't really have to work on it it's just part of their predisposition. And some people are naturally very joyful and excitable and can express that very easily. And some people just are very calm. So it's, it's important to recognise what are those characteristics of the ones that come naturally to us, but what are the other ones that we need to work on um, rather than just staying with, the, with the, the strong experience maybe that we were, we were born with. In my own personal experience, um, my mother said that right from the beginning I was a very calm baby. So if people tell me that I have a kind of a calm demeanour through my life. So that's sort of a natural thing that comes. But like everyone, there's aspects of practice that I need to work on. And uh, I need to had needed to work on those warmer kind of emotions coming through as well and not just stay in the equanimity. So 
to come back to Zen practice, there wouldn't be any point in doing this if we weren't actually aspiring to cultivating kindness and compassion and joy and equanimity in our life. Because they're the things which are the, they're the emotional expressions of awakening. You know, rather than being caught in jealousy and insecurity and being territorial, etc. How do we practice with it and how do we cultivate it? If you go back to um, remember Hakuin Zenji's song of Zazen, um, to paraphrase the words that um, all of the parameters arise out of Zazen, generosity, patience, wisdom, vitality, they arise out of Zazen. So the point being there, you do the work, you do the practice of Zazen, and the blockages will melt, and these responses to life will naturally come forward. It's not like you've got to try and do it, or just think you're going to do it. But the blocks dissolve, and then it comes forward. And if that is true of the parameters, it's also true of those four immeasurables, of kindness coming forward, compassion coming forward, joy coming forward, equanimity coming forward just naturally and arising in the mind. So the practice is not just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and do that and have a thought, yeah, I'll decide to do that. Um, there is an aspiration to cultivate those things. But really, the Zen way of practice is, is indirect. So it's really looking at what blocks those emotions and those responses to life coming through, rather than deliberately, consciously trying to do it. But if we look at briefly at each one, um, what are the kind of attitudes, beliefs, emotional reactions we have to life which are narrow, um, which block the expression of kindness? And they can be things like being um, territorial, being stubborn, um, being irritated, being caught in fear, being caught in hope. All of those things can block kindness from coming through. What is the, one of the greatest blocks of compassion is mainly um, anger. And alongside that, there's also it comes in um, pride. Um, jealousy can come into the mix, but it's basically anger is what blocks compassion arising and being stuck in anger. With joy, in my reading of this, the Tibetans have a word. I don't know what the word is, but it translates as um, dwelling in unhappiness. Um, and that is a blockage as well. It, you know, you probably know what I mean. You know, there can be a, a way of being in life where you just want to choose to go around in misery kind of thing, you know. Um, it's like you're, it's, it's a paradox, but human beings are attached to being unhappy. Kind of, kind of safe in a way, in a weird kind of way. Um, but that's what we, we sort of go into when we develop cynical aptitudes towards life, you know, is that we, we get, we get attached to the unhappiness. And if we're unhappy, it's very hard to celebrate happiness and wonderful things happening in other people's lives. So that's a blockage. 
with equanimity, um, what blocks calmness, serenity, stability is um, being um, aggressive, like arousing very strong passions, like being aggressive or being passionate. I don't mean that in the positive sense of the word, but grasping after things. And it creates a kind of restlessness. So in cultivating these qualities that we aspire to, one, we need to examine in ourselves which are the ones that come naturally and are strong you know, to us. We don't have to put much effort into. Instead of just doing that all the time, let's focus on the ones that don't come so easy. And instead of trying to be a nice person, you know, and, and trying to think yourself out of it, be, be honest and be willing just to notice the blockages that come up that you experience in Zazen or you experience in your everyday life. Just be honest with them and stay present to them without adding thought onto them. And if you, you have that kind of kind but ruthless honesty towards yourself in the way that you, you notice what arises, they'll dissolve in time. And then those, those, um, those positive emotions just naturally arise. It doesn't mean as though you're walking around every moment of your life feeling love and compassion and joy all the time. My experience of life is that, I've said this before, is that it's more like I'm in a state of positive, pleasant neutrality most of the time. And then something happens in my life and it'll draw out a response of kindness or it'll draw out a response of compassion or joy. But it's like there's like the potential there and, the, and, and life, life situations draw it out because the blockage isn't there. And then we, we run freely, we, we flow freely with those emotions. So there's a little bit of an outline about how you can work towards cultivating those, those um, positive emotional experiences, um, but not in a way where you're trying to do it. But somehow there's a kind of a, a falseness about trying to do it. You get in your own way. And you may come back as a way of finishing off this talk at that koan about how the Bodhisattva of Compassion uses all of those eyes and hands and ears at once and the teacher has asked that question and he said it's like moving your pillow in the night you're not actually aware that you move the pillow in the night uh -huh. it just happens spontaneously so really the cultivation of those positive experiences is allowing them to bubble up when the blockages aren't there and when they do bubble up recognize them and acknowledge them and, and celebrate them um, because they are the fruit of what practice is.